I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. If you're a pro at this whole YouTube thing, you already know the best thing you could do would be to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Palex222, too loud. Sorority rented floor above ours, we shared our Wi-Fi with them, didn't make a peep about a weird jumping slash throw their body to the floor game, streams of people and parties Thursday to Sunday, asked politely twice to tone it down during midterms on Tuesday and Wednesday. They did not and were rude about it. They also did not notice that we regulated our hot water use, like reasonable neighbors, so that our giant bathtub didn't drain it from the rest of the building in one go or that it was entirely our choice. Weekend rolls around, and they're all about to start getting ready to go out. I filled myself a lovely, long bubble bath. Three nights in a row. Only one other tenant in occupancy, a morning shower once a week guy, who wholeheartedly supported this punitive measure as a weekly surprise suspension, or whenever we got sick of their crap. Also, strategically gobbled bandwidth to annoy and inconvenience instead of immediately locking it down. I have two questions for you guys. One, is this guy who showers once a week in the morning an off-putting thing to you guys? And two, do you think forcing these guys to take their icy cold showers is punishment enough for being absolutely unruly? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Jennifer. My grandpa refuses to sell his backyard to developers. Development has been taking over my hometown. It's inevitable, of course, as a lot of people from major cities further up north are moving down here. But it's sad at the same time seeing the fields and forests I used to play in growing up being paved over and turned into condominiums and strip malls. It's also caused the cost of living to increase tremendously in an area where many people are already struggling to stay afloat. So as you can imagine, my grandfather, an old stubborn Dutch man who moved here and lived on his property since the 50s, has something to say about it. The street my grandfather lives on used to be backed by a massive forest. But in recent years, developers have bought all of the forest and 90% of it has been torn down. Except for this one small, probably two acre chunk of forest in the middle of this open field where my grandfather refuses to sell his land. Of course, this is bringing the developers plans to a halt as they can't pave and build around this single chunk of forest. So all they can really do is wait for him to sell his land. He's been in conflict with these developers for over a year now, and from my understanding, they're offering a lot of money. Well, knowing my grandfather, for as long as he stands on this earth, absolutely no amount of money will convince him to sell that land. I know how frustrating this is for some people, specifically the developers, who want nothing more than to throw up some cardboard houses and pocket close to a mill per. But I've decided that when my grandfather's time is up, I will continue his legacy and make sure that piece of land is never sold. 
That is my petty revenge. I actually can relate quite a bit to the story. Where I grew up as a kid, there used to be a lot of foresty areas around, and you'd be surprised how little of a plot they can take that has trees sprouting up all over it, chop it all down, put a tiny house on there, and somebody actually buys it. Even little plots of land that take like 10 good strides to get fully across. They somehow managed to package those up, chop all the trees down, throw some tiny house in there, and people still buy it and move in. It really is the weirdest thing when you realize as a kid you played around with your friends in some foresty, wooded area that now is just somebody's casual home with no trees to be found. Our next story is by Upper Stranger 8219 You can have the furniture, but I'm taking the hex keys and screws. My ex and I broke up. We lived together. I sold most of my furniture to keep his, and we used that money to buy new things for the apartment, like decor and bar stools for the kitchen. He not only wanted to keep all of his furniture, but 50% of the stuff we bought together. Tried to explain that everything became ours 50-50 when I sold my stuff to keep his. It wasn't worth fighting over, he was being pretty vindictive. So I said screw it and let him take it all. I ended up with a desk, a rug, two bar stools, and some kitchen and decor items. He took all the electronics including TV, couch, coffee table, TV stand, bed and bed frame, etc. All of the really important and or expensive items. He also returned all of the gifts he got me for Christmas and my birthday, but kept his Christmas gifts. More like, left me the boxes but took the items out of them. My petty revenge? Most of the furniture was Ikea, all of it being built with hex keys. I helped him disassemble his furniture for the movers. Then I took his entire bag of hex keys and hardware, the screws and whatnot. He put the furniture in storage so he won't notice for another month at least. Replacing the hex keys is pretty simple, but good luck tracking down the exact screws and brackets. This is definitely another one of those situations where like, you keep all the batteries, you keep the TV remotes, anything you can take that makes their lives a little bit harder that they just don't realize in the moment. I don't know if you can like, call up Ikea and get new hardware for those pieces of furniture, but good luck without the hardware. Let alone tracking down what model each piece of that furniture from Ikea is, just so you know what hardware you even need for that. This next story is by Skullfact. Call me Petty, Tom Petty. Most of my neighbors are rude, unfriendly, won't wave, give dirty looks, bring their dogs to poop in our yard, etc. Overall, just not neighborly people, especially when we introduced ourselves when we moved in, offered help if they ever needed it, gave help anytime we see they need it without being weird, etc. I've helped one neighbor with plumbing because he was doing it wrong with the wrong tools, gave him a press machine, fittings and correct clamps needed, and didn't ask for anything in return. I've loaned out tools to neighbors that don't have them, carry garbage cans out and back in every week for a neighbor that can't walk well. We try to be good, neighborly people and ask for nothing in return. We've lived in our house for about three years, have about 20 houses on our dead-end street, and about three or four are decent people. So I spent $15,000 on a brand new quad with a plow to clear the snow out of our driveway and our decent neighbor's driveways just to be able to go out when people are shoveling, plow the decent neighbor's driveways for free, and leave without helping the jerks in the freezing cold. Call me Petty, Tom Petty. If you live on a street with houses all around you, you don't know how lucky you are to have good neighbors until you have to live next to a bad one. I've had a bad neighbor before, and honestly, it sucks. 
it makes you want to build a replica of the Great Wall of China between your house and theirs. This next story is by Gloomy Coconut 5823 Three months ago, I decided to quit my job. As a parting gift, I worked extra hard to raise our targets. This does not take place in the United States. USA's customs, traditions, laws, or lack thereof do not apply. Three months long notice is normal and regulated by labor law. Long story short, I've been transferred to a team with bad statistics, bad workflow, attitude, bad everything. It came to the point that when I said to a colleague, please get back to work, there's backlog. It blew into a fight how I'm a princess who thinks I'm better than the rest. I had troubles blending in with this team. I work and I don't mind it. I hate nagging and complaining. Don't like your job? Okay, cool that you let me know, but you're in here at your own wish. Besides, one time is enough. After a year and a half of arguments, attempts to tell HR how I ruined the team for making them work, I left my notice at my manager's desk. For the last three months of my notice, I've been working extremely hard, giving my 150%. Our higher-ups raised monthly targets three times already and will do it once again. But this time, they will not achieve them. They have never achieved them before I came. Petty? Very much. Do I care? No. For everything they've done to me, they deserve it. People aged 25 to 40 acting like a bunch of lazy high school bullies. I'm not sure what type of job this is, but I think everybody can kind of agree. It's no fun always working alongside somebody that's like, Oh, this job's so awful. Oh, I hate today. Oh, I wish today was just over. At some point, you just want to say, Why are you still here if you're that miserable? After a year and a half of hearing somebody constantly groan and whine, when you're just trying to do your job, I imagine most of us would probably be pretty sick of hearing it. And our final story of the day is by Shell Loser 42 Stealing my girlfriend's Wi-Fi strained, or ended, their relationship. Backstory After my girlfriend moved to her new apartment closer to both her sister and myself, she obviously wanted internet. Although she isn't fully tech-savvy, she does know her basics and thus explicitly asked the provider if she should be worried about admin slash admin kind of Wi-Fi protection. She was assured that it was all fully safe, out of the box. No admin admin. In fact, just press a button to connect her laptop and her Wi-Fi network would be fully secured. The incident, so a few months or years later, my girlfriend started to notice that her internet speed went down. This became very apparent while video chatting with some of her family members in Japan. Like I said, my girlfriend knows her basics, so she knew that it didn't have to be the connection itself. It could also be your laptop, or maybe the network cables had eroded due to age. She decided to cover as many options as possible before contacting her ISP support desk, so she asked me to help. I'm a geek and I worked within the field of ICT for over 30 years now. Mostly a systems administrator, but also as IT manager or co-manager, during which I'd still try to keep tabs with my colleagues and even cover shifts of the need arose. So visiting my girlfriend and getting to show off my elite IT skills? It took me a moment, but I discovered the issue. Someone was leeching off her Wi-Fi. Technically, the ISP support staff were right. This wasn't a username admin, password admin kind of thing anymore. It was completely randomized. 
Sorta. You see, on their routers, the Wi-Fi password was the same as the random SSID, aka network name. What the freak? I was quite angry at both this incompetence, as well as the blatant disrespect for my girlfriend's privacy. Maybe a bit too much, but yeah. Sure, for some people this is only about getting internet, but what many people overlook is that such leechers also gain access to your private network. So basically, they could access any public Windows or Mac shares you may have active, not to mention any other connected devices. Fortunately, my girlfriend knew her basics, as I mentioned earlier, but I was still angry. The revenge? So I suggested something I'd done earlier. Let's replace this POS router for a professional device. In specific, the same kind of Zyxel router that I used at my home so that we could set up a secured VPN between ourselves and get some other nice feats as well, like a private VoIP connection. She agreed, so we bought her a new router together. We're talking professional gear here. These things cost about as much as a high-end smartphone, so obviously we were going to split the costs, considering that a mid-level could have also have helped her out. Now, even though I consider her previous router a piece of poop, I have to admit that it did provide some very useful features, like a system log service. It could also use USB storage, so I turned on Wi-Fi logging, plugged in a large USB memory stick, and then we waited for the new router to arrive. Then I got to work. First, I set up my girlfriend with a nice hidden Wi-Fi network so that no one could easily find it. Next, we set up a much better security scheme, and then it was time to get even the lowlifes. I set up a second Wi-Fi network, which was completely the same as the previous one, but this time I throttled it down a bit so that it couldn't usurp the full bandwidth. Then I added some specific DNS overrides. DNS is a service on the internet which translates names into IP addresses, which is what your computer needs to connect to something. You may care about reddit.com. All your PC cares about are the associated IP addresses. Thing is, this service can be easily overridden, and I'd studied the logs so I knew exactly which sites the lowlives visited the most. So from now on, going to a certain website using this router would point your browser to a hardcore, not very legal, gay adult entertainment website. Not very legal as in, the site didn't bother asking for consent first. But you got some close-up screenshots right away. Then it was time for another website. I redirected that one to a shady, hot scissors website. I also noticed that a certain web shop was sporadically used by the leechers. So I decided to redirect that one to a relationship counseling website. When you think your spouse is cheating on you, come to us. It was around that time when I noticed that my girlfriend's router was using a more modern firmware than I had on my router. This one also provided web redirection services. Companies can use this to redirect specific websites based on their URL to a local or remote web page. So say you don't want your staff to use social media, then you could just tell the router to redirect, say, facebook.com to a local web page, which explained the no social media allowed policy. Much to my delight, this service also supported a randomizer trigger. See, I still remembered a website from the early days of the internet. Something about a goat from Sweden, which was so horrible that it became a meme on its own. Seriously, a look at that picture could never be undone anymore. There's a reason I still remember the horror now and easy 30 years later. So I looked for and found a replacement 
and then happily added that to a randomized redirection service. So every once in a while, the leechers would open their favorite websites, and no matter whatever kind of site they asked for, they'd always end up with something completely and utterly disgusting on their screen. Then we waited. I need to point out that my girlfriend did not fully agree with some of my actions, especially when she learned of the aftermath, but we never had an argument over this because she could also understand my point of view. Don't mess with my girlfriend. And she agrees that if you trespass, even in the digital world, then all bets are off and you lost your rights to a civil solution. Don't mess with a geek, MK. The aftermath, one day, my girlfriend got home from work and noticed a huge moving van outside. She gave it no further mind, but when she got to her front door, she noticed that her neighbor two doors over was moving out. She brought this up with her direct in-between neighbor a few days later, and as it turns out, things completely exploded over there. The shouting and accusations could even be heard through the walls. Seems the pair got into huge arguments about their rather explicit choice of websites. And once the deed was done, there was no room left for any kind of reasoning. One of the two even accused the other for hacking the internet, because it was only after the first fallout that those goading pictures started to show up. As far as we know, they broke up. For the record, I regret nothing. I did remove the SSID for obvious reasons, and also reset the DNS and forwarding sections, and now things are back to normal. More importantly, my girlfriend is still very happy with the router and the extra services to this very same day of writing. She's working her way up as a 3D artist, and the knowledge that all her work will be kept fully safe after she copies her projects onto my NAS is a deal breaker for her. Seriously you guys, always remember that when you use someone else's internet connection, this includes free services. Then you're fully relying on their goodwill. Such services could easily be abused as well, either through pranking like I did, or worse. How about I redirect your bank requests to a fake login page so that I can store and or abuse your data? I mean, that's definitely the gamble you take using somebody else's internet, which obviously is not legal. If you're going to go and break the law and access somebody else's internet like that, you're really just kind of blindly trusting that they're not going to do anything to your machine while it's on their private network. Sorry it didn't work out for that couple. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.